This episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix and ExpressVPN. <sighs> yeah, it's Every, been a wild week. Yeah, uh, so everyone knows the story of Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. I mean, the film industry is seemingly under some sort of secret contract with the devil to make a new Robin Hood movie every 10 years. Uh, Robin Hood is a character from English folklore who steals from the rich to provide for the poor and also hates cops and hates political corruption. Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe you've never heard of that Robin Hood and you only know about Robin Hood, the financial services company and app that revolutionized the stockbroker business a few years ago by introducing commission-free trading. It used to be that you'd have to pay a fee to your broker anytime you wanted to buy shares of stock, on top of whatever the shares cost. But the creators of Robinhood correctly saw this as a barrier keeping a lot of people out of stock trading. From their mission statement on their website, Robinhood's mission is to democratize finance for all. We believe that everyone should have access to the financial markets, so we've built Robinhood from the ground up to make investing friendly, approachable, and understandable for newcomers and experts alike. That sounds great. Yeah. Thank you, O oh benevolent lords. Yeah. And the, uh, the Our Story section of their website says of Robinhood's founders, quote, With their newfound experience in the world of finance, they realized that big Wall Street firms pay effectively nothing to trade stocks, while most Americans were charged commission for every trade. They soon decided it was more important to build products that would provide everyone with access to the financial markets, not just the wealthy. And, um, I mean, for the most part, Robinhood has forced other more established brokers to embrace commission-free trading, which is good. Um, and retail investing by average Joes not working on Wall Street has increased a ton in the last few years. Yeah. So it, everything seems to be working as intended. It did, in fact, disrupt the market and caused a bunch of old traditional brokerages to remove commission fees or reduce them drastically, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Now, however, all that talk about democratizing finance and uh, providing everyone with access to the financial markets, not just the wealthy, it seems to have its limits. Because Robinhood has blocked all purchases of stock for GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry, Bed Bath & Beyond, Express, Koss, Naked Brands, and Nokia. Now, you can sell, but you can't buy. And if you haven't been paying attention to the situation on the stock market this past week or so, Ooh. Uh, what... Look, we've, we've been covered. we got other videos that you can watch to bring you up to speed. Please go watch those. Uh, I don't know why I pointed over there like it's the end of the video, but... It's probably um, on sidebar. Who knows? Yeah, imagine <laughs> I'm pointing at those videos. But uh, what all those companies have in common is that Wall Street hedge funds are betting on them failing. And Reddit's Wall Street Bets Forum has made it its mission to buy up as much of these stocks as possible to drive the price to the moon and therefore bankrupt these hedge funds. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, it's it's such it's such a cool thing to watch. It's fun. Yeah. I'm enjoying the the glee, the pure happiness that everyone seems to have taking down these financial this institutions. This is literal economic populism. It's I love fucking it. awesome. But yeah, basically these hedge funds, they've done what's called short selling. They borrow a bunch of shares of a stock, sell those shares, wait for the price to drop, and then buy the shares back at a profit. Now, of course, if the price goes up instead of down, the hedge fund loses money. And if the price goes way, way up to the moon, perhaps, let's say by, I don't know, a thousand percent, like with GameStop, the hedge fund is pretty much fucked because they are legally obligated to buy back those shares that they sold for $20 a pop, even though they might now be worth $300 a pop. But wait, hold on. I can't do that. I, I, we can't lose money. 
I'm a hedge fund. Yeah. Where's my bailout? Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're talking millions of shares. We're not just talking individual shares. Millions of shares. So that billions is of dollars. Billions of dollars. Yeah. A lot of money to lose. And that's basically what's happened with GameStop and uh, those other stocks. Uh, thanks to Wall Street Bets saying, fuck you to conventional wisdom. Because the conventional wisdom is that if a bunch of hedge funds are betting on a stock failing, you probably shouldn't invest in that stock. But if enough investors do, in fact, invest in that stock, not only does the price go up, but you also get the pleasure of screwing over some of the worst people on Wall Street. That is, unless Robinhood steps in and blocks its users from investing in those stocks, all while hedge funds and other institutional investors with a more direct line to the market can continue trading freely. Now, this is, of course, pretty unprecedented. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, during times of crazy volatility, a stock market might halt trading temporarily. But Robinhood isn't a stock market. They're just a broker. And they haven't halted trading. They've just halted buying. You can still sell. And unsurprisingly, when the only choices available are to hold or sell, the prices for these stocks are all going down mm -hmm. by a lot, which in turn makes anyone looking at these graphs think that they too should probably sell. Or if they have stop losses set. Yeah. Which a lot so of people uh, do to protect their investments. I mean, so much of the stock market is a feedback loop, mm -hmm. um, not really based on technicals or fundamentals. It's just people see the line go up, they want to... They want to ride that line up. They see the yeah. line going down. They want to get off this train. Yeah, you, you sound like a very smart TikTok investor. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> what TikTok. you do is you buy when it's cheap yeah. and then you sell when it's high. If the stock starts going down, you sell. It's you can't you can't lose money. I love that. Uh, the yeah, that, TikTok investments that, account. Yeah, FinTech Twitter uh, TikTok Twitter account yeah, is just incredible. the best of the best of TikTok investing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you may look at this situation where uh, retail investors are uh, losing all their gains and say. Qui bono, if you speak Latin for some reason, which means who benefits from this? <laughs> yeah. um, the hedge fund short sellers are the ones that benefit. Of yeah. course, anyone who purchased shares, they're seeing their gains dry up, while the hedge funds get to potentially lose a lot less money. They're still losing money, probably, but yeah. they're losing a lot less than they would have if things had continued unabated. And if we're still speaking Latin here, the next question is, quare? Why? Well, Citadel, a massive financial services company and hedge fund getting royally screwed by all this Wall Street bet stuff, has a very close business relationship with Robinhood. Now, we're not going to explain it in detail, but basically a lot of what Robinhood does actually happens through Citadel. Yeah. Uh, so right now there's a bit of a conflict of interest for Robinhood between providing for its users and for its business partners at Citadel. And uh, it would appear that they've chosen to potentially break the law or at, least, or at least risk losing a bunch of money in a class action lawsuit in order to preserve its relationship with Citadel. Yeah. And um, both of these uh, consequences seem to be already happening. Mm -hmm. there's, there's already at least one class action lawsuit against Robin Hood filed in the Southern District of New York. Probably going to be a lot more where that came from. Uh, this one in New York, it accuses Robin Hood of, quote, purposefully, willfully, and knowingly removing the stock GameStop from its trading platform in the midst of an unprecedented stock rise, thereby depriving retail investors of the ability to invest in the open market and manipulating the open market. Uh, meanwhile, lawmakers on all sides of the political spectrum yeah. are calling for investigations and congressional hearings. You got AOC agreeing with Ted Cruz, but also saying, back the fuck off, buddy. Yeah. Just because uh, we agree on this doesn't mean you're not a terrible, yeah. shitty person. Uh, yeah, you tried to get me killed recently. But so. I think, you know what I think is great is that two weeks ago, the thing on everyone's mind, and it was ad nauseum, was we need to unite the country. Yeah. And you know what happened over the past week or so? We saw a country.
united. There is a crazy amount of immunity, and it's like it's it's not even rich versus poor. A lot of rich people, like your Mark Cubans and your Elon Musks, they fucking hate hedge funds because hedge funds have been against them for their entire fucking careers. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I, I don't know how much either of them, but I'm I wouldn't be shocked if either of them are just throwing some fuck you money at the market. Just I to wouldn't be doubt a part it. of it. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Like there's uh, you, people buying GameStop at like. I think it got down to like $200 a share before it closed uh, today. It's like, you are buying a ticket on the fuck Wall Street Express. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty expensive ticket for most people, but it's it, like, people are doing it to be like, I was there. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you go... You and go, I helped. I, I, I grabbed other people's arms and I held the line. Yeah. Then you go to Las Vegas and you walk into a casino and you, you walk away at the end of the day happy to have lost $200, $300. Because it was, you know, you got to spend some time in the casino. You had fun. You had fun. And realistically, it, even if the stock goes down a lot, it at some point is going to be worth something in the near future. Like, even yeah. if it goes back down to like $20, it's like... You get, a <laughs> you get a little refund on it. Yeah, you're yeah. part of it. I mean, yeah. if you're completely fucking broke, you should probably not participate. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. You but should. it's like how I got a prorated refund on my uh, Disneyland annual pass. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like that. It's the same thing. Um, yeah, uh, so, I mean, it looks like consequences might be in the pipeline, but, you know, this is the USA, mm-hmm. and whatever consequences Robin Hood faces are likely going to be less expensive than what their friends at Citadel and other hedge funds stood to lose if trading were to continue as it was. Mm-hmm. So, God bless America. Uh, and it's not just even Robin Hood. A bunch of other big brokers have also gone ahead and done the same thing. And people are rightfully pissed. This situation has basically become the new Occupy Wall Street movement, except this time it's actually effective <laughs> at exposing how unbalanced the financial playing field is for most people. Uh, our whole lives we've been told, now the smart thing to do with that money would be to invest it. But then the second that people actually do, it's, wait, no, not like not that. Not like that. Please. Hold on, wait. But big finance has had a huge level of control over stock prices since forever by just buying or selling huge amounts of shares at once. And apparently that was just perfectly okay. But as soon as a bunch of strangers on the internet do the same exact thing, that's bad. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you know, a big, like, Goldman Sachs or someone who does analysis and also trading themselves, they'll put out an analysis that says, oh, yeah, this stock is uh, bad. You should all sell. We've downgraded it. And then, like, you know, a month later, once it's dipped, they buy the dip. And it's like, okay, well, this is perfectly legal as long as they're not blatant about it. But, like, yeah, the second a group of individuals tries to do anything like this, then it's a problem. Like I I said, the the market, it's it's all a big feedback loop. Uh, And so, like, yeah, obviously, all these people on Reddit are buying GameStop. It's like, oh, GameStop's on the way up. I should buy GameStop. <laughs> that same shit happens all the fucking time on Wall Street when a big financial services company, a uh, big uh, firm, will either buy or sell something. And people are like, okay, well, it, they must know what they're talking about. Yeah. I should probably get in or get out. I'll, I should probably do what they do. But it's okay when they do it. <laughs> Anyways, I'm piping mad. As yeah, you can see. this I, is, uh, it's been, you know... Yeah, we're cheering along, but also, like, you're really getting to see some of the scars and, like, the fact that, like, when people come together to try to fight uh, what they view as bad and the system just fights back and makes it impossible for them to do any damage, it's com- it's so frustrating. Yeah, and if they think that, uh, you know, a couple days, maybe just one day of turning off the old buy button is going to, like, put a stop to this, like, if you know anything about... Wall Street bets and, like, I've, I've been in that subreddit for years now, yeah. mostly just lurking. Yeah. Uh, 
this is only going to embolden them to buy back even more stock as soon as they get the chance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like the, pissing off the internet equal bad. Yeah. Anyways, as we were getting ready to film this, uh, Vlad Tenev, one of Robin Hood's founders, uh, tweeted out the following thread explaining what's happened today. I want to thank everyone for their patience and support. While today's developments are not new, they are never easy. Our customers and our mission to increase access to investing remain our priority. That will never change. I am proud of all our staff for putting their heads together and working to immediately communicate to our customers what was going on. I want to clarify a few things and also explain why Robinhood made the decisions it did to restrict purchasing of certain securities. As a brokerage firm, Robinhood has many financial requirements, including SEC net capital obligations and clearinghouse deposits. Some of these requirements fluctuate based on volatility in the markets and can be substantial in the current environment. These requirements exist to protect investors and the markets, and we take our responsibilities to comply with them seriously including through the measures we have taken today. It continues, To be clear, this decision was not made on the direction of any market maker we route to or other market participants. Starting tomorrow, we plan to allow limited buys of these securities. We'll continue to monitor the situation and make adjustments as needed. We cannot control, however, the lightning-fast spread of information and misinformation that takes place on social media. And for that, I am incredibly sorry to our customers and staff for this. We stand in support of you, our customers. Democratizing finance for all means giving more people access, not less. We'll keep monitoring market conditions and we'll update this Help Center article with the latest changes. So they're claiming they're like, oh, all this trading is like overloaded. Like uh, we just can't handle all of it. Like um, has nothing to do. And no one asked us to do this. Just uh, y'all are trading too much. Yeah. But uh, this guy needs to be banned from Twitter. He's going to inspire an insurrection on Wall Street. Yeah. It, it, He's lying. You're going to jail. It's lie, telling lies about the stonks. Telling lies mm. on the Internet. You motherfucker. Telling lies. So, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, like, what a fucking month. Uh, what a yeah. week. It's the last week of January, and it's been a year. Yeah. It's been a, this month has been a year. I don't even remember taking a break. Yeah, no. For winter. We came back from break, and it was like, ah, insurrection at the Capitol. Oops. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we'll keep you posted on this. It doesn't doesn't appear to be slowing down at all. As soon as they turn that for limited buying, like, yeah, well, people are just going to buy whatever Tomorrow is going to be interesting because it's when a whole lot of those contracts yeah. expire. Well, and also, yeah, Fridays are always interesting on the stock market. Yeah. Um, so, yep. We'll keep you posted. This, you know what? It's great, too, because, like, you know, there's no baseball right now. Football's <laughs> yeah. coming to an end. Yeah. And hockey and basketball, they're just in the regular season. So it's not yeah. not a lot, too much on the line. Everyone, they got their fucking baseball pennants out. It says GameStop on it. Mm-hmm. They're waving them from the sidelines. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this is the new sports. Also, life hack. If you do get, if you do find uh, problems purchasing GameStop stock. You uh, can you, be part of the class action. You Well, yeah, you can join that. But you can also purchase an ETF, an exchange traded fund called <laughs> Gamer, G-A-M-R, which has, uh, as far as I can tell, based on my research, has the highest exposure to GameStop <laughs> of any ETF on the market. There you go. It's like uh, like around like one quarter, maybe a little bit less of this ETF is GameStop stock. And uh, Robinhood hasn't halted that. None of the other traders have. They don't even so, know. They'll never so, know. So, uh, yeah, you, you buy They're that. You get a little bit know. of a bunch of other stuff on top of it, too. It's like 2K Activision. Blizzard. Yeah, it's just all of it. It's just every video game stock. But because of what's happened with GameStop, it is, like, heavily exposed to GameStop the, now. The, the thing is, is that has, like, Activision Blizzard in it. And all it's going to take is one Call of Duty mess up before Wall Street bets is like, 
Time to nuke them from orbit. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, this episode is sponsored by Robinhood. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never take any money from them ever again. I think they sponsored our show like once. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, back, well. Back when I liked Robinhood, I, I looked like a real fucking dick today because like yesterday I replied to a few people. I'm like, no, Robinhood's good. Nothing, <laughs> nothing shady about Robinhood. Yeah. Um, anyway, we, this episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. Where I got this sweatshirt today. <laughs> there you go. Does looking at your current cold weather wardrobe options give you a chill? Burr. It's time to ditch that old sweater and upgrade that jacket. A Stitch Fix personal stylist can help you pick new pieces that are timeless. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. Try on pieces at home before you buy, keep your favorites, and send back the rest. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope included in your box. Now, there's no re subscription required. You try Stitch Fix once, or you can set up automatic deliveries. You'll pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards anything that you keep in it, and there are no hidden fees ever. Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women, men, and kids. They ship all over the U.S. and the U.K. as well, so get started today at stitchfix.com newsday, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in that fix. Stitchfix.com newsday for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Go to stitchfix.com newsday. And this episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. When you use the bathroom, or the toilet as they say. The loo. Okay, when you use the loo, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want some random passerby looking in on you. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPNs, like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Did you know that your internet service provider knows every single website you visit? He went to Robinhood.com. No, stop! <laughs> <laughs> There's restrictions in place. And uh, what's worse is they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. We use ExpressVPN on all our devices. It works on everything, phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi, they can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. And the best part is, using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. I'd say easier. You just fire up the app, you click one button, and you are protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, and The Verge, along with countless others. So mm -hmm. if you're like us and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com newsday today. That's our exclusive link, expressvpn.com newsday. You'll get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com newsday. It's so fast. I literally had it on this weekend to watch a couple sports, and, uh, and I forgot that it was on, yeah. and I was Twitch streaming. I was playing online games. I never even knew it was on. Yeah, I only ever noticed... I I've left it on when I go do some online shopping, and it's like, your nearest target is... Like, 70 miles away. Like, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, anyways, uh, thanks for sponsoring the show. Uh, back to the news. We are less than a month in, and 2021 is already shaping up to be a, a real headache for when we inevitably have to recap the whole thing 11 months from now. We should probably start taking notes. But uh, the headaches from last year, they also continue as well. COVID-19... That number 19, based off the year 2019, so retro. COVID-21 now. <laughs> it's not going away, folks. Um, well, okay, it actually, it's kind of going away as long as your definition of going away is still more than double the amount of daily new cases as six months ago. But, but yeah, just two weeks after the U.S. had 300,000 in a single day, the line has maintained a downward trajectory, and we're back down to, oh, just 155,000 new cases per day. Sell. The line's going down. Sell. Yeah, yeah. Or buy low. <laughs> buy. 
Uh, but yeah, again, in the grand scheme of things, still not great. Pretty bad, actually. Yeah. Uh, daily deaths are still over 4,000. Uh, hopefully, in about two weeks, we see a similar downward slope to mm-hmm. the cases. Uh, but meanwhile, hospital ICU occupancy is at 79% nationwide. here in California, and here in Los Angeles, pretty much every major hospital is completely fucking full. Mm -hmm. So yeah, seems like a bad time for Batman villain and governor of California, Gavin Newsom, to lift COVID restrictions, but uh, that decision was reportedly made based on a mathematical analysis that concluded all regions of the state would have 15% 15% of ICU beds available by mid-February. <laughs> we'll uh, fucking see. Yeah, I guess we'll see how that goes. I saw that some of the other data they looked at uh, was, so apparently they are analyzing uh, sewage for coronavirus. and it's in your poo. Yes. And it has dropped dramatically since oh. around January 10th. So that's an early indicator of like the like exactly what's happening. Interesting. Rather than people getting tested or whatever, because not everyone's going to get tested. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I, that never occurred to me. Yeah, so that looks really Just promising. Do a little dipstick in the old. No, you got to uh, get in. You got to get in fucking chest. Beat. I got my whole suit on. Let's go. It's like no, you just got to stick the the little the paper strip in there. It's like no, no. I like doing no. things the hard way. I'm going for the core. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. <sighs> I guess we'll see how yeah. that turns out. Um, I would hate to be in Los Angeles right now and have any medical issue at all. Like, that is my biggest fear is not getting COVID, but, like, breaking my leg. Like, yeah. having, like, any fucking injury at all where I have to go to a hospital. And yeah. Just like, been, yeah, uh, sorry, uh, you're going to have to wait in the waiting room for a couple days. I've been I've been mountain biking a whole bunch. And, like, uh, anytime I'm doing, like, jumps or anything, I'm like, I'm really taking a risk here. This is really getting the adrenaline going. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but yeah, in the meantime, uh, they might have reopened California, but you will find us dead before you find us at brunch. Oh, my God. So many, uh, like, restaurants that I forgot that I followed on, like, Instagram and all this stuff. They're just like, Friday, baby. We're back open. And, like, people in the comments just, woo! And I'm just like, okay. Good for you. Yeah. I'll be at home playing Magic the Gathering and presumably safe. Getting yeah, my I Getting just... my... Got groceries delivered for the most part. I, I, I do not want to be part of Gavin Newsom's little experiment. Yeah. I will sit on the sidelines for this one. This is a beta test. I won't <laughs> yeah. sign up for it. Yeah. Again, it's like there's less of a risk of, you know, your average person getting it from eating at a restaurant. But the problem is, is like all of the servers and cooks yeah. and everything that have to be in the area together and see a bunch of people all like that's it's it's bad. Yeah. They're bad. the ones that are at risk here. Plus opening things up and having it adds more normalcy to the mix and people tend to take that for granted and be less take less precautions yeah so it's kind of a uh, little snowball effect but hey at least our mayor uh skipped skip the line <laughs> just cut in line to get the vaccine it's like oh good mayor uh eric no. said he gets the covid 19 vaccine it's like wait he is not part of phase one at all he is a healthy like 50 year old man yeah what's I, going on here he's definitely like i did it to prove the vaccine is safe like, Joe Biden already did that. Yeah, we've had plenty of examples <laughs> of this, Garcetti. Please, get, yeah. buy more vaccine. Anyway, I hope the Johnson & Johnson one works really well, because that's a, the single, the first single shot. Because that's the problem we talked about on the other episode, is the, for a high enough efficacy, you have to have two shots. And LA's like, all right, well, everyone got the shots. I guess we're going to need a few more of those, right? Yeah. So About the like, same amount? Yeah, like 75% of people can't get the second one Yeah, scheduled. it's it's real bad. Like, mm-hmm. the, the vaccine rollout continues to be a total fucking mess. Uh, over the weekend, 
the newly appointed director of the CDC, said in an interview, quote, one of the biggest problems right now is I can't tell you how much vaccine we have. And if I can't tell you, then I can't tell it to the governors and I can't tell it to the state health officials. So, I mean, keep in mind that there wasn't much help, much transition between the previous administration <laughs> into the new administration. <laughs> they fought it the whole way. They wouldn't yeah, let, yeah, they sort of just uh, bounced and uh, let the Biden administration come in and clean up their mess. They, the new administration wasn't really kept up to speed or in the loop about any of these things. So, I mean, there's, it's understandable to a degree, but yeah, this is pretty bad. Uh, hopefully they're working their asses off trying to figure this out yeah. and not just being like, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, there's, there, one of the new Florida, not problems, but aggravations is that um, uh, Ron DeSantis is like prioritizing uh, vaccinations specifically at Publix who donated like millions of dollars to his PAC. So it's like, if you want a vaccine in Florida, you have to go to Publix. <sighs> Fun stuff. Yeah. Anyways, the good news, though, is that over 1 million people a day in the U.S. are receiving vaccine doses. But keep in mind that you need a second dose a month after the first one. And uh, that really throws a wrench into things if you if the place that you got your first dose from doesn't have any more doses a month from now. The whole thing is dependent on a steady and reliable supply of doses. And right now, that is absolutely not what we have. Nope. Nope. But, hey, things could be worse. Uh, over in China, they're trying to prevent another Lunar New Year nationwide super spreader event by using a new kind of COVID test that's supposedly a lot more accurate than nasal or mouth swabs. Anal swabs. Q-tip in the butthole. Sir, you don't have to go that deep. Uh, so the idea is that the virus supposedly survives longer in the anus than in upper body tracts, which that sewer story uh, yeah. checks out. Uh, so there's a higher degree of accuracy to these butthole tests. Um, accuracy is good. But is it worth spreading your cheeks for a complete stranger and letting them penetrate you in the stinker for? I don't know. I would love to see Dodger Stadium turn into an anal testing site. Yeah, but you're still in your car. Yeah, you <laughs> can roll the window down ass and stay. out the window. That would be funny. Yeah. Um, as one social media user in China wrote, quote, just endless shame. No other feelings. Good luck. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyways, moving on to another crisis that isn't going away. Climate change. Oh, that. Yeah, remember? Uh, we talked last week about some of the positive steps that the Biden administration was taking on climate, though a lot of it was just simply un undoing stuff that Trump did Yeah. Uh, when much more proactive action is obviously necessary. Well, Biden has taken one such proactive step, phasing out the federal government's fleet of internal combustion engine vehicles and replacing it with an all-electric fleet made in the USA. And that's a lot of vehicles. Uh, one of the most visible changes will be to the U.S. Postal Service, which has around 225,000 postal trucks. Mm -hmm. But the entire federal vehicle fleet is around 650,000 total vehicles. Um, that's still a drop in the bucket, though, compared to the nearly 300 million total cars in the U.S. right now. But it is a good step, which will hopefully drive innovation in the U.S. auto sector as they compete for those contracts and mm -hmm. uh, hopefully inspire state and local governments to take similar steps. Now, uh, of course, none of this fucking matters unless the source of the electricity is renewable. So hopefully Biden also follows through on his campaign promise of creating 10 million clean energy jobs. Yes. Um, he also loves fracking, though. So I don't know. I don't have a ton of faith in this, but um, hopefully more wind farms because yeah. uh, he doesn't care about birds as much as Donald Trump. They're killing all the birds. It's disgusting. They chop them up. 
Uh, speaking of clean energy, though, over in Europe, they generated more electricity from renewables than from fossil fuels in 2020, according to a new report. And this is the first time this has happened, which is good. But as you can see from this graph, renewables have still only barely overtaken fossil fuels. It's 38% renewables versus 37% fossil fuels. And as the report notes, this is still not nearly enough to reach Europe's clim uh, current climate goals. Wind and solar generation growth needs to be happening three times as fast as it is. Uh, so the key nations holding back further progress this is this, our, our shame report. Yeah. Europe shame report. You got Poland, the Netherlands, Greece, Ireland, Italy, and Czechia, which all still rely on fossil fuels for more than half of their electricity. Shame. Especially for Poland. There's, Poland, is, it's very egregious. 83% of Poland's grid is powered by fossil fuels, and just 17% powered by renewables. I would have thought the Netherlands Shame. would have been fine. They got it's a bike powered. Yeah, just put in like uh, those little uh, river... Uh, the things that uh, generate it from the flow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You got all those... Uh, they already oh, have all those windmills, those yeah. old school like hydro windmills. Come those on. are for churning butter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of work that needs to be done, especially in those countries. Uh, but for now, things are at least starting to head in the right direction. Um, and if we're gonna if we're gonna give shame, we got to give props here. Huge props to Sweden, which gets 68 percent of its energy from renewables, thirty percent from nuclear, and just two percent from fossil fuels. Hey, there you go. Great job, Sweden. Uh, anyways, moving on. Remember Project Loon? It was a pretty odd project from Google that aimed to provide internet access to remote parts of the world by basically attaching giant solar power cell towers to massive balloons and then having them float around 20 kilometers above the Earth for months at a time. Basically makes one huge mesh network with each node navigating through the sky by simply changing its altitude to ride the wind. It was a pretty cool idea, but like with most Google products, Loon is now officially dead. Bury it. Um, yeah, it seems that despite some high-profile successes like providing internet to Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria, uh, the whole loon operation was too complicated and expensive to justify continuing. Fortunately, you got SpaceX's Starlink project, which is aiming to do something similar using low-orbit satellites, although the astronomers don't like how it's fucking up their, uh, their view of the sky. Mm -hmm. um, and Alphabet, they say they're implementing a lot of their work from Project Loon into Project Tara, which involves using laser beams to deliver wireless internet between towers up to 20 kilometers away. Uh, it's basically fiber, but without the cables. And uh, after doing a pilot program for it in Kenya last year, the plan is to now deploy it to more remote parts of Africa. Cool. Yeah. This is, uh, I think that they've been talking about doing something like this in place of their Google Fiber, which they also, like, stop developing. They're like, yeah, it turns out laying wires is uh, really time-consuming. If we yeah. could just beam this shit from, like, building to building... Uh, it'd be a lot easier. Hey, they're going to put all this in remote parts of the country. Then they're going to hand everyone with a phone. The phone's going to have Robinhood, Facebook, and uh, Parler on it. Now get trading. Go nuts. <laughs> start making death threats against your congressional <laughs> reps. Uh, anyways, finally, uh, speaking of technologies coming to an end, Adobe announced all the way back in 2017 that they were going to kill Flash once and for all at the end of 2020. Flash has serious security flaws. Most of Flash uh, uses were made obsolete with the rise of HTML5. And Adobe renamed the program Adobe Animator years ago because animation was one of the few things that Flash was still useful for. The downfall of Flash, it dates back to over a decade, back when Steve Jobs was still alive and tried to ban Flash entirely from iOS. Yeah, so you'd think the eventual death of Flash is something that everyone was ready for, but you would be wrong. Turns out a railroad in China's Liaoning province was still relying on Flash-based software for their day-to-day -day operations. And earlier this month, the whole fucking thing came to a crashing halt. From Ars Technica, 
Officials at China Railway Shenyang use flash-based software to plan each day's railroad operations. As a result of the outage, Apple Daily says staffers were reportedly unable to view train operation diagrams, formulate train sequencing schedules, and arrange shunting plans. As a result, the railroad was unable to dispatch its trains, leading to a complete shutdown of its railroads in Dalian, Liaoning Province, according to Apple Daily. After a day of chaos, the railroad found a solution. It reverted to an older version of Flash <laughs> without the self-deactivating code. The railroad installed it early on the morning of January 13th, allowing operations to resume. So uh, it's nice to see other countries fucking up at yeah. uh, just get just the older version. Basic IT, uh, similar to uh, you, you hear about every couple months here in the U.S., where it's just like well, it's like the uh, when you go to the airport and the computers that they use uh, for any of like the flight check-ins or uh, people at the counter. It's like, are you running DOS? And I mean, it's because the system that's built on it yeah, is it's stable. It's extremely reliable. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like yeah. those old OSs uh, that are like that old are very reliable. But then you get into like once you get to like Windows ninety five era, it's just like yeah. no, you should really. This is not good. Upgrade. Windows is not supporting this shit at all. It's upgrade time. It's. I mean, this is like when that uh, there was that giant malware. Uh, epidemic happening because like a Cause bunch nobody of com- updated yeah, their Windows. Everyone was still running like Windows, Windows Seven without a patch. Like it was, they never upgraded from yeah, like, they didn't, software. Or something. Yeah, they had like a year to patch uh, their fucking <laughs> yeah. OS, and they just didn't do it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, be sure to check out our most recent episodes if you need to be caught up on the GameStop drama, or you want to hear about how Microsoft is going to reanimate your dead relatives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll be back with uh, more videos uh, in the coming days, so stick around. If you're, uh, if you're new here, hit the subscribe button, and uh, we'll see you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye.